the good thing is that um, it, it hasn't become any easier, but in a way it has because um, it's a bit clearer where I want to go. At least that's become easier, I think. And I feel like I'm more in control, but not in a bad way, because also control has a very negative connotation. Uh, or, well, sometimes it does. But in in this in this particular instance, um, I feel like it's good to be more in control because, um, yeah, you you can be more precise and and I like and and I think it's nice to be precise um, if it's in painting or in language or in maybe in emotions or whatever. It's nice because. Um, yeah. Check, check. David T. Miller, folks. Loading artists. Audio inside. Loading artists. Audio inside. Oh, it's Artcast, it's Artcast, it's Artcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen by your easel, maybe you can grab a chair Or even take it with you like you ain't got no care Loading artists Audio inside Loading artists Audio inside So sit back and relax and grab your headphones too Adjust your volume, it's cast. Philip J. Mellon welcomes you, so sit back. Oh yeah, it's Artcast. Loading artists. Audio inside. Loading artists. Audio inside. Hey, and welcome to Otcast. Be sure to check out the artist's websites or otcast.com and check out the work and links. All right, let's get started. Words of the day. Gesture. Vulnerability. Consciousness. Zero gravity. For this episode, Sabine Tress returns to the podcast to discuss her work in her solo show, Space Oddities. This conversation acts mostly as a virtual tour of Sabine's exhibition, detailing the relationship between the actual exhibition space, the paintings, the viewer, and the painter herself. Somehow I make my way into the mix as well. I did not know the interview would journey into this direction. It wasn't until editing that I realized how these states were apparent. This recording creates a virtual venue where the show takes place for those who can't make it to the brick-and-mortar space, and yet makes it a show not to miss in person. Space Oddities runs until February 12, 2022, at Esther Verhaeg Art Concepts in Brussels, Belgium. Please check out estherverhaeg.com for more info. Thanks for tuning in, 
and welcome Sabine Tress from her studio in Cologne, Germany. So Sabine Tress, welcome back to Oddcast. Hi, Phil. Hi. Nice to be back. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Um, now your current show, Space Oddities, where can we find these paintings? Well, um, I installed them last Sunday, and the show opened on Tuesday in Brussels, in Belgium. And um, the space is run by Esther Verheg Gallery um, up until the 12th of February in Brussels. <laughs> yes, thank you. And <laughs> now, I think... I think most people know where Space Oddities comes from, uh, the title. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, some 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 might not. Um, right. But because you said something really nice about the title, um, and I'm worried I might not correctly. I'm, I I remember what you said, but I think you can phrase that a lot better. Oh. Maybe you want to. Sure. Tell yeah, us about uh, the title. Yeah. Well, I <laughs> oh, mean. No, the, like I feel like people maybe mostly think of space as yeah something to enter into, and then oddities being just the peculiar things, um, and then the space between things, which is pretty cool. And that was actually one of my questions. If I guess I can jump to that, maybe that will help illustrate what I was trying to get to. But we we've forgotten to mention that it's uh, that, I mean there's a song by David Bowie that is yes. called Space Oddity. So I didn't want to use, I mean, at first I thought I'm just going to use it. Who cares? He's dead anyway. <laughs> uh, but then I thought, no, it was like his idea. And But I really like Space Oddity as a word. And then I thought oddities, well, then it's not so much stealing. And also it refers much more to a group of paintings. Um, yeah. Uh, and so, um, so it might be more appropriate. I'm almost like shy away from calling it a series, even though I guess like traditionally, when there's some of the same principles carried out or elements, but they're to me like a little more individual. I feel like with the paintings in their own story, I wanted to ask you if this work is an invitation or something witnessed from a, a distance, um, and you know, space is concerned, like. Yeah, um, it depends. I think it's, the, it's how you, it's quite a philosophical question. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> how could I? <laughs> um, well, I think it depends on how you view it. If you, if you just look at the title and you look probably at images, digital images, then I'd say it's different from when you're in the space and in front of the paintings. Um, I can't really, I'm not answering your question though. Um, oh, it's okay. I mean, I just imagined like when I put these questions together that I was in the same room. And of course that's very difficult to do, but you know, I'll, uh, because they're in Brussels, I, you know, being where I live, I can't get there <laughs> by the 12th. So, um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so I just kind of like, I thought I imagining that if I'm in front of them or any, any one of them really, like 
do you invite the viewer in or is it something that advances to the viewer? And maybe it does both depending upon color and how large the gestures are. But if, if that clears it up at all. Yeah. Um, it's still hard to answer though. Yeah. Um, each of the paintings, each of them is quite odd. It's quite weird. I think I always think of my paintings as being weird things. And this set of, paintings um and they have all the same size they're all like one meter 80 by one meter 40 and it's a new format i was i started working on i think in december or november um so it feels like they are each of them are weird and strange and the way they talk to each other is strange and the the the, the space they create like when you find yourself within that space and being surrounded by them because they are presented um, uh, fairly uh, fairly close to each other. So they form a group, um, yeah. not a circle, but like a group. So when you stand in the middle of that huge space, you actually have a sense of um, being with them. Uh, and it make, it does something to you and they do things to each other. And that is something that is hard to describe because they all have different faces uh, and personalities and maybe even languages, but they still create um, uh, like a, a sound or like an atmosphere or, yeah, on, uh, I don't know, uh, an environment. So, yeah, I do think, like you were saying about invitation, I, I, they, they, I hope they invite people to... I hope they draw people in. But yeah, I like the word invitation. Um. I personally feel that surely uh, it was a physical feat to have completed these paintings. And I wasn't sure if, like, generally speaking, you can say what it was like to work on them in this large format or the, you know, the, the majority of them are large format, correct? Yes. Um, I mean, there's 10, 10 big paintings. Um, and there's just like um, four smaller ones on paper. The change of format um, came from the feeling that I started to become too familiar with um, a certain parameter or, or, or space. I mean, like workspace uh, as in canvas, because my work is quite gestural. It felt like I was maybe my my the way of working became too not easy but predictable and so i wanted a new challenge or i wanted to find out what it would feel like to have like a bigger format where i couldn't reach um everywhere just making one gesture um so making it harder in a way but also maybe produce a gesture and then there'll be enough space on the canvas to, to leave um, for the gesture, I mean, so the gesture could breathe and then I wouldn't just like, the gesture wouldn't fill the whole painting. There'd be enough space around so other things could happen or nothing could happen. Um, and I wasn't really worried about it, but when I started working on the bigger format, it was very difficult. I was a bit frustrated in the beginning because it didn't feel like very easy. 
Um, I had to really rearrange uh, the way I, I paint. I was painting, um, and and I regretted it in the beginning because, um, as always, when you're used to something, um, it's nice because it's comfortable. Um, and I had to rethink, and um, it was not difficult, but it was. Um, I was worried. Uh, um, that I couldn't really work on that bigger format. Um, but then I think as most things, you get used to it. And then uh, I, I, not, I, I can't see myself going back to the smaller format at the moment because the bigger format is just, um, I don't know, they, yeah, they, they breathe. They, they, it allows gestures to breathe more. And I really like that because Ultimately, I'd want my paintings to be less dense, less full, less packed, less uh, in your face. Yeah. Um, but they're still in your face because the colors are quite bright and neon colors, and they're quite um, they're explosive in a way. Not all of them, but it feels different now because the the format just uh, is a. I feel like the format is a better format for what I'm trying to do. So yes, it was difficult in the beginning and then I started to get used to it and now I really like it and I think I, I'd like to try even bigger. But but um, yeah, I, I really like that format now. And I think for the space I'm showing uh, in, it was good that I had those big formats because smaller would have been mm, weird. And now it feels like it's right. It's a good format. It's like a, a good presence. It's a good statement. I, I like that you said breath. Uh, and I feel like maybe it's just like it could be a an issue where a lot of times like if things are gestural, not, not in your work, but just in general, like I can't even see myself doing something similar in the past, like just with a gesture. And I would hit the end of the stretcher bar and... It just yeah. like I wasn't in control, you know, like the, that that awareness. And I see there's a lot of awareness in these, so I think that's cool. Like you almost never hit that corner where it becomes an like not a, not the good kind of accident that happens in painting. Uh, yes. Yeah, like more like a, a more conscious behavior, a more conscious way of action, a more conscious. Um, well, executing uh, in a more conscious way, and that's what I'm trying to do, not just pour the painting on the canvas and then, you know, sometimes I do that, but I, I try and be more in control. And yeah. it feels really good because otherwise, um, I've, done, I've done that so many times just to start with something and then just if you it doesn't feel right I cover it and then I cover it again and again and again which is fine and I sometimes still do that because sometimes this is what needs to be done but I try to avoid that and be work in a more slower pace and think and react to it in a more um, conscious way not that I'm not saying that it always works out but um, at least I'm trying. I feel the the paintings inherently possess like a vulnerability of the body because of the long slash tall gestures. 
Uh, but I feel like that's the point and wondering if you consider them performative and are they a record of the movement movements you made while working? I mean, this may be obvious, but I'm just thinking like behind the scenes, so to speak. I think it is a record of the, the making and of how I, of my, how my body, I think it is. And then it is so much when I work and then I'm conscious of it. But afterwards, I forget about it. And um, it feels like I'm detached. Like um, that happened whilst working. And, and then that's it. it. It doesn't go on in my head. It's more like a process that stops once the painting is finished. And I think, other, I think the viewer or visitors um, they still refer, they, they, they still sense the, the, the body action and um, how I, I probably, they imagine how I work to get that gesture done or that surface, but I don't remember it and I don't want to, I'm completely out of it. I, I'm, I'm in that moment when I work and then once the painting is finished, I'm out of it and I forget. It's like when you write something or, or when, I don't know, maybe it's different for you, but when I write something down, I really feel it, and I, I, it's what I think at that particular moment. And when I read it days later, um, it feels like something that almost uh, it wasn't me who wrote that, or I can't really remember the frame of mind I was in when I wrote that. It becomes it's um, it, um, how do you say it estranged, or it becomes not unfamiliar but it's like something else it's um it's not part of me anymore um and so it's the same with the paintings once they're finished they're finished and same about um the the effort i put in or the struggles or the you know the uh, the the uh, physical um effort i put in or the difficulties um, to finish a painting, I forget all that. Yeah, I think I, I I I like that, but somebody viewing the painting probably sees all that or senses all that, or maybe. And is that what you call that vulnerability? Maybe is that what what you're referring to? Like you know, you as a painter, like you did, you you recorded that gesture, and sometimes I'm sure they were just tall and 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 long because of the format, the size of the canvases. And, but I can see that yeah. like, uh, the viewer then gets the opportunity to put themselves in it because you can see that like, it's, Oh, it's my size. Um, that's the size of my torso, the length of my torso. Uh, you know, not, uh, I hope that makes sense, but, um, but yeah, like, and that's, yeah. I think the, the invitation, like going back to that for the viewer or the, the visitors to the show. Yes, I understand. Yeah, it's like invitation is a is a is a very nice word for it. Um, it just means, or it's like, like an invitation, also in the sense that you can accept it or not. And some probably um, are unable to accept it or don't want to. But if you accept it, then probably you can, yeah, you can sense all different sort of things 
within the painting that happened whilst I was making it, which is quite peculiar because I'd never thought about this. That it's like something that to me is finished, but to the viewer, it might open up like a, a book or like a, um, some, you know, like a, a notes or like a recording, like you were saying. Yeah. Um, I never thought of it that way. And uh, it's very, it's, it's magical. But it's also, yeah, that probably where the vulnerability stems from. And I'm totally, I was totally, I never thought about it. I uh, never thought about it that way. But it's like uh, literally like an open book because to yeah. me it isn't anymore. But, um, and of course it's down to how sensitive um, that person that looks at the painting is and what she or her brings um, the set of emotions and um, knowledge about um, painting and the history of painting she or her brings um, with uh, herself. But, but yeah, that's quite um, it's quite an interesting idea. Or oh, it's probably true that that's what happened. But I was very I was really unaware of that. I feel like for you, it's like the record's done through the painting. And then like for the viewer, it's really that experience is just beginning. And I guess that's normal, I guess, because how else would they yeah. have that experience unless it was on social media or the website? But at the same time, seeing people in whether if you can't get there, like seeing people in the image in the frame with the painting I think reinforces that because they're they're almost like a set of the gestures are the same height as they are, even though they're a little bit. Of course, they they got their feet on the ground, but um, just that like relationship is cool, and it's it's always been cool uh, in painting. I mean, you go back to the body, uh, and you know, definitely contained in that, and it's just a uh, very complex, and I think it's difficult to describe because it's quite personal what happens when you look at a painting and you don't know everybody else everybody has a different reaction to it but I think it is quite physical and I think it is true because um, I find that quite interesting that um, yeah that I I am I finished the painting I'm detached but somebody else is like almost going back into re-experiencing some of the some of the work, working process, maybe. Yeah. Well, I don't There's know. There's evidence on of how... it, uh, which I think is also a good yes, word. Yes, exactly. I've, yes. I've heard I've yes. heard that a lot through the interviews, and so I hope they're not mad that I used it, but um, it it definitely translates well. Um, now I have we we we've come across a lot of words, like a lot of repeat words in this like our conversation and. Of course, I had to use my my the the question that always shows up, and as if you can use three to five words to describe the paintings. <laughs> uh, well, just the just the ones on show, you mean? Yes. Um. Oh. Um. Well, um, I'm lost for words. <laughs> <laughs> Well, 
or maybe you are you thinking of any particular word or have you I thought do. of any particular words yeah I okay have some. well why don't you help me out okay <laughs> um so we haven't really talked about color much i know it came up uh i think it came up a few times in our conversation just now but uh, I, the color is um, just working in tandem with the gesture. So, and this is more than five words, but uh, just the overall simplicity and the complexity of the work. And I think the color really helps everything, you know, and because there aren't like really shapes, there's enlarged like the gesture and the brushstroke. And I think my, that was I cheated a little bit with that one, but I'm going to keep going with my other words. <laughs> uh, so, and with that, like the delivery is important. I know we spoke the other day and I thought of like comedy, which I don't really think these are funny at all. I just think of like delivery. And that's the first thing that came to mind, the different ways of delivering anything, like any kind of message. And as yeah. an extension from space oddities, I think of zero gravity and x-ray vision, especially in the layering. So, and you're giving that to the viewer, which I think is really good and generous. Cool. Yeah, I really like that. You, you can talk much better about my work than I can. <laughs> well, no, I, I've really appreciated this series. And I'm one of the viewers that sees it from afar through a screen. But, um, you know, I just appreciate the, the, the idea of and the opportunity to be able to, like, respond, you know, and I've just... Like through, you know, I just really wanted to have the conversation and, you know, highlight the show a little bit. Uh, so, so yeah. Cool. So my last question, we may have touched upon this, yeah. but what would you like the viewer to walk away with from seeing the show? And is it solely up to them or because of their, you know, what they might project onto the painting? Or is it something that you can like influence no matter what? I don't I really don't think I can influence anything. All I can do is try and I'm trying really hard to go beyond what I've to to go further and to to simplify the outcome of the paintings and use less color uh, and less layering and be like more precise and more spot on and more focused. So I'm trying to do that. And um, but not hoping that the viewer will necessarily get it, but it'd be nice if they would. Um, yeah. But there's there's um, and and then I can't do anything else than try my best. And so the 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 people that seen my recent work, uh, especially in that show, they talked a lot about energy and color and being that I was being bold and that it was um, coherent in the way that how I worked on the whole set of paintings and that each of them was different and that um, they understood what I was trying, apparently I understood what I was trying to do, even though for me it's hard to say what I'm trying to do apart from the fact that what I just said and then sometimes I don't know if that is enough because it's more down to the technical aspect of my work so 
yeah, what I like them to go away with is a feeling of that that the paintings are very personal, but that they're still on a formal level trying to evolve and do their best. That is like a balance between personal handwriting and emotional an emotional state of mind and also you know the 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 balance of that and the the technical the know how and and that um yeah that maybe that they they you can't see them anywhere else that they're original i mean as far as as much as rig, original you can be um, in art history, um, in the history of painting, where apparently everything had been done has been done before, but so it's not something that, um, yeah, yeah, that that that, that is original and, huh, I don't know what else. I never thought about that question either. I think I'm quite egocentrical, to be really honest. I'm just realizing that because. Well, I think a lot of artists probably are, unless they're um, trying to work on a political level. But I work for myself, so it's more about me and the painting and trying to get, um, not better at it, but more precise. But I never really think about the viewer. It's not that I don't care, but it feels like uh, um, it's like a different story, and but it's interesting. It's a very interesting question. Have you it's, thought yeah. about it about your own work? Have you? I mean, uh, is there? Have you got an answer to concerning your own work? What you'd like the viewer to go home with? The sort of feeling or sensation. When I think about the viewer, I think about a lot about words, you know, because they would have a conversation in front of your painting. Whereas, if you're the painter, you ah. you sometimes just look at it. You don't, you're not really trying to figure out yeah. what's going on by talking about it. Sometimes I talk to myself, yeah. but <laughs> but for the most part, it's and then it can be daunting. You know, it depends on, you know, I I think as my personality, I want I want people to get it, get me, and get the paintings, and that's a lot to ask, but. Uh, I can, you know, if I imagine too much, like what what they're saying, especially if it's a, a personal series, which this past one for me was. Um, I don't know. I seek out like validation, and it's good that I've had some close friends be able to talk with me about it, and even if it was a short, short conversation. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I do consider the viewer, but it depends. But it 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 doesn't happen from the beginning. Like I think if you're close to the show, then that's when that kind of thing moves in and maybe just after the opening, you're like wondering what people got, you know, but for me, it's part of the process. Just not always at the beginning, middle, but some, maybe it moves in and towards the end of it, you know, or the, when the show is coming, cause how can you not, I don't know. Um, but you know, like not for everyone, I guess, as you know, kind of like what you're saying. So, but yeah, it's interestingly enough yeah. though, because I say that about words, and yet my last series had a bunch of words in it, so I don't know where I'm coming from now. With that. Um, but <laughs> like, what did I just say? Like, wait a minute. <laughs> so, 
I think it was yesterday I watched this artist talk and they said artists are constant, constantly con- contradicting themselves. So maybe I just did that. And, you know, so maybe I'm just in the right place, you know? Yes, because, um, well, it, might, it, does, it might make sense because in a way, aren't we also painting because um, words sometimes aren't enough? Yeah. And therefore we need to, well, we, we don't need to, but we want to express ourselves and, um, and sometimes words are enough and sometimes they aren't and sometimes it's a mixture but yeah. um, and also it's like a, a like you were saying a, a recording of a very precise moment or a series of moments but then you might forget or um, you might think about something else um, within your painting um, days later or weeks later or months later and so it's probably normal to contradict yourself because it's very very complex and it's not like you have a very precise I mean some people might but I don't think you and I we have a for well, maybe you do more but I think it's still not that precise I clear idea in in your mind what you yeah. want to say but you might have that, and then at the end of the day, uh, something else comes out because it's not like you write it down and there it is. Painting is like quite a, or difficult is such a stupid word, but it's mm-hmm. not um, it's not that straightforward. I mean, you can't just say, "Well, I want to say this," and then I'm going to do it, and poof, it's here and there, yeah. and uh, it's 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 not that easy. Um, so that's probably why it's quite um, hard to pin it down and and contradicting is like has a negative connotation but in a way it could also instead of saying contradicting it might be it's got lots of aspects and they're all complementary maybe Because we are too. I mean, as a as a as a person, or as people, we are also quite a lot lots of things, and so our paintings might be that as well. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, it's it's probably important to change the connotation for contradiction because uh, in this line of work, if you will, <laughs> like it's yeah, it's it's just a part of it as as anything. And then, like, if you're in, like, say. A different completely different situation like painting is not part of it i'm just a person if you say contradiction it's like it is negative and it tends to be and you know uh but that's a shame because <laughs> you know we do evolve and grow as people and, and from moment to moment so you know the it's something that necessarily happens it's not it's not always something that I'm trying to contradict myself like my identity one moment to the next might be a contradiction and that but that's very organic I think yes I agree I mean being in an argument if you like um, if you're proving if you're trying to make a point and then you're contradicting yourself that is uh, obviously in an argument it's annoying and uh, and that but that's something completely different but we're talking about our work and um, yeah I agree. It's different. Yeah. So that was fun. Yes. And also <laughs> fun and and serious. <laughs> it's also serious, yes, and it's also 
um, you thought about it uh, in, I mean, we talked about, yeah, was it yesterday or the day before? I can't remember. Yes. And it felt like um, the day before, wasn't it? Yeah, two days ago, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it felt like, um, I, I, it felt like to me, we said it all, and now um, I could just, you know, lay back and <laughs> press repeat. <laughs> and it was, it was good. <laughs> it was not that at all. No. Um, and you, you obviously thought about your questions, um, which is really cool because um, now I'm, um, I'm, I'm. It gives me food for thought. Yeah. Is that what you say? <laughs> yeah, certainly. Um, yeah, and that's nice. Many thanks to Sabine Tress for sharing so much about her work and the show experience. Space Oddities runs through February 12th, 2022 at Esther Verheig Art Concepts in Brussels, Belgium. Check out estherverheig.com for more info. Thanks for listening. This has been Artcast. I'm your host, Philip J. Mellon. Thanks for listening, and keep the dialogue going. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Let me ask you this. Define abstract art. Oh, come on. Okay, here's a better one. What does this painting mean? I'm getting nowhere with this, forget it. Outcast Home is A-H-T-C-A-S-T dot com. Thanks again. Sounds like the party's over but you can still stay connected. Artcast Audio is on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and Stitcher, and now on Google Podcasts. Artcast Social on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Tumblr. Let's not forget about Instagram. Thanks for tuning in.